It's uh, seven minutes after ten. Brian, look up at the uh, see Governor DeWine in Ohio, yes. and you see the uh, the expert standing behind him. He's wearing a lab coat. That's to make and, and a bow tie. I know. I know. It's, it's to make him look like you know he just came from the lab and he's an expert. <laughs> this all has to do with that uh, that fire in the train. They do these things on purpose. Yeah, I <laughs> stand here in my lab coat. I knew I was going to be on television across the country, so I put on my cleanest, crispest, most crisp lab coat. Uh, clarification from several people on Walmart and the twenty-two ammo. It's interesting. Um, I'll just read one of them, but I got all of them. Uh, about the twenty-two ammo, you tell them it's for a rifle, you can buy it at the age of 18. But if you say it's for a pistol, you must be 21. That's what they're being told. But if you walk in there and you look like you're 46 years old, why would they, why would they care? I don't know. Oh, uh, well, anyway. Multiple states are now proposing laws that would require an ID to watch porn online. Apparently, you what do you, do you have to get a state, uh, I guess you'd have to have a state ID or a state uh, driver's license that they can verify you and your age. Uh, in what is uh, said to be an attempt to uh, curb children's access to online porn, multiple states in America are drafting legislation uh, forcing them to give an ID. Louisiana passed one, uh, and there are others. My question is, one, actually I've got two. One is, do they have the right to do this, and should they do this? You know, you don't want kids exposed to porn. Uh, you know, you got your seven or eight, nine-year-old, you don't want them looking at that. They're just kids. They shouldn't be exposed to it. So if they have to have a, an NID or a driver's license, it, it, it would prevent them from getting on those websites. Government has to step in. Well, yeah, because you're, you're too, too stupid. stupid. Yeah. So you want to protect kids. I mean, the goal is laudable. The goal is laudable. You want to protect kids. You don't want them subjected to that. You don't want them to see that kind of thing. They're kids. The only thing they should be interested in is going to school, playing outside, getting some exercise, um, not looking at porn on the <laughs> interwebs. Can you imagine this database that they would be keeping? <laughs> I don't even want to think about it. Well, there's the other and, side and, of the... And it'll end up getting out, and it's like, aha, you know, this Ohio the other, governor has been... Yeah. In a day, I mean, come on. That's the other side of the coin. Yeah. These uh, these databases get hacked all the time. In fact, one of the uh, uh, one of the websites or one of the, uh, the apps that is supposed to protect you from, uh, you know, being hacked got hacked. Was that Norton? Who was it that got that got hacked a couple of months ago? I'm trying to remember who it was. So, suppose you you want to run for office, and you and your significant other have you know watched watched porn, and the word gets out. Somebody hacks the website there, the the database, and says, "Well, Joe Schmo, I had to change his last name." He watches porn. 
or Mrs. Schmo, she watches porn. Now you got a problem because they're using it as a weapon. So whose responsibility should it be to keep your kids from watching porn? I would argue it's your responsibility. Maybe if you don't want them watching porn, you should put their computer right where you can see it all the time. Maybe you shouldn't get them a smartphone until they're old enough to understand what the fantasy they're looking at and understanding it's not reality. Maybe there's nothing you can do about it. But I don't think the states have a place in regulating this. I don't, it, 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 I'm assuming, Brian, that you agree. I agree, yes. I agree, okay. 874 And that's not because we surf for that kind of thing. <laughs> I'm sorry, right? I was watching. I uh, said, and, that, and that's not because we surf for that sort of thing, right? Well, not on the work computer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, so how do you protect kids from that? Any idea? Parents. I mean, Parents. yeah. I mean, we have all kinds of different software that uh, you can set up nowadays to allow kids to go to only certain places. And parents should, you know, be able to make that decision on their own on what is accessible and what is not. All right. Brian says it's up to the parents, not the government. John's got to frost your buns. John, welcome. How are you? Well, you know, I guess you're kind of on the spot, the same subject that I'm looking at. Back to that Senate Bill 49 down there that Moon's got. Basically, it's that children, I don't know how to word it, but I heard one, and please forgive me if I heard it incorrectly. They said that a child by the age of six would know whether they are a boy or a girl. So if you go with that standard, that they could change their sex by the time they're six, they would know that. Then at that point, then they could watch porn or not watch porn. <laughs> My parents, you know, when I was six years old, I thought I could have soda at every meal. I learned that wasn't true. That was way, way beyond my imagination. Now, if we look at this, then when they determined that they could do this at a young age, then why could they not drink alcohol or have drugs at six or 10 or 12 or whatever it is? If they're determining that that's what it is, I was always taught you couldn't drive until you were 16. You weren't uh, able to drink until you were 21. Well, unless you were out in Iowa, but that stopped early on. But anyway, there there is an age of responsibility, and I do believe that that goes back to the mother and the father, not to some doctor, not to some politician. It goes back to your family structure. John, should I be able to send my 14-year-old son down to the uh, corner store to buy a pack of cigarettes? Well, when I was a boy, I think that happened, but I would say as long as he brought him home to mom and dad and didn't smoke any in between the two. Well, that would be up to me as, as a father to make sure, but could I write yeah. a, a note and say, uh, please give my son this pack of uh, whatever brand it is uh, so he can bring it home to me? Or I authorize my son to buy this pack of cigarettes. Should that be all it takes? I'm going to say if your son is responsible and you're comfortable with that, I would say probably yes. Hmm. Suppose you're a clerk. 
But Suppose you're a clerk at that uh, at the gas station where they sell these uh, carcinogens, and uh, a 14 year old kid walks in with a note and the uh, and the money and says, uh, "I need to pick up a pack of uh, off brand whatever." Uh, would you sell it to him? Uh, that is a really tough one. There, you'd have to know the mother and the father, and there's a lot of things you don't that we know don't them. They, the kid just walked in. Nah, probably not. Huh. Probably not. The free market works again. All right, John. Thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Wouldn't always work out that way, but it, it probably would more often than not. Chris, good morning. How are you? Oh, all right. You know, my first thought on this was you can't be letting your kids see porn. That's the school's job to let them see that. Yes. Yeah, that's you know they're professionals and they uh, they know what they're <laughs> they know what, what they're they doing. Yeah. And, Eric yeah, sent me and a message. Present it and yeah, we just start with drag queens. Yes. Well, yeah, that's pretty much what I'm thinking. Yeah, it's it's a weird world, and and you brought up something here in, in the conversation. Is isn't it funny how inconsistent these people are on what age you need to do what? They're just yep. bouncing all over the place. Yep. You know, they try to tell you, well, people aren't really developed till they're twenty five or twenty seven. Their brains aren't this and that and all. But we want sixteen year olds to vote, and mm -hmm. we want little kids to be able to cut off their parts and change their sex. But you know, you shouldn't be able to have a gun till you're whatever. You know, and it's like, come on, pick a number and let's let's all agree on it. But let's stop the, you know, you're old enough then, but you're not old enough now, BS. Well, let it me ask annoying. you this. Should the government, perhaps with the exception of a driver's license, and I know a lot of my libertarian friends don't buy into the driver's license thing, but should the government be able to, to discuss or punish or reward uh, age at, at any point? I mean, is it really their business to say uh, you can only drink at 21 uh, you only buy carcinogens at 21 uh, in Columbia, Missouri, uh, uh, 18 in some of the suburbs. Uh, and by the way, they have to charge you if you look like you're under, I don't know what number they're up to now, 45 or something. You know, they keep raising that up. Even if the customer looks like they're under and they give them a number like 27, you got to card them. Well, so so you know. should the government have that authority to say you can't buy a pack of cigarettes or a a six-pack of beer or... Again, they're trying to protect us, Gary. And uh, unfortunately, having been around some interesting parents, they probably need to protect some of the kids from their own parents who tell them, fine, you want to go out and drink beer and smoke cigarettes when you're in grade school? Go ahead. You know, or here's the money to go do it. I've run into some pretty strange parents over the years. Well, apparently... And yeah, and I mean, they're, they're out there, and uh, I always joke about the difference between my family and the family lived up the road. They were almost like the Adams family when I was a kid, you know, and all their kids were all, you know, ended up on probation and pregnant and everything else, but they just had a different way of raising a family, and it was like a circus to watch, but, you know, I remember my, my brother got in a little trouble. He went up there to, he visited a boy, you know, his went to school with and stayed the night up there, and his mom told him to go over and get her some after curfew. You know, <laughs> and of course, they went over and got in trouble because she said, you know, go over there and get me some cigarettes or something. And, you know, next thing you know, they're getting brought back to the house, but that's just the way they lived, you know. Uh, but yeah. there are people you probably ought to <laughs> go back to Newt Gingrich. We need orphanages. All uh, right. Wow. All right, Chris, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. So should the government be able to write a law at the state, federal level, either a city that says... Uh, you're not 21, you can't buy a pack of cigarettes. Should the government be able to do that? Do you like that the government does that? Just curious. Gary Nolan, Zimmer, Radio Network. It's uh, 1021, 10:22 actually, on a Froster Buns Friday. Um, and with regard to should the government be restricting the sale of 
cigarettes or alcohol to minors, I know you're gonna, you guys are going to think I'm crazy, but I don't think it's their job. I don't think it's their business. I think retailers can make that choice. Do they want to be responsible? Do they want to sell that to, you know, that pack of cigarettes to a 14-year-old for whatever reason, even if he's carrying it home to mom or dad or whatever? It's not the government's job to make that determination. They're not the ones who should be making that choice. It's not that I want kids to smoke or I want kids to drink. I just don't think it's their business. You know, their business is to protect our rights, and that's it. It is certainly not to make those choices. By the way, uh, for those of you who um, are wondering, uh, President Biden uh, got a complete checkup this week. Well, I wouldn't say complete. Well, they, they checked his head. They examined his head. They didn't find anything. So <laughs> that's accurate. That is, I know. Um, boy, he's got a myriad of little things going on there, doesn't he? <laughs> oh, got Lord. no readings here. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, uh, let's move on. It is Froster Buns Friday, and a, 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 the grand jury report. Uh, this is uh, out of uh, Georgia for nearly eight months. 23 Fulton County residents met in secret to investigate uh, the question of whether or not President Trump broke Georgia law by meddling in the election. On Thursday, the public got its first glimpse into what they found as the judge released five pages of their final report. Members of the special grand jury agreed unanimously that there was no evidence of widespread fraud in the 2020 election, uh, as Trump and his supporters had claimed. A majority of the panel also recommended that prosecutors should pursue perjury charges against at least one witness that they believe lied under oath in their testimony. Uh, but anyone looking for juicy details about the probe came away disappointed. Besides dropping some tantalizing clues, the portion of the report uh, which were made public raised more questions than they answered. No witnesses were named, no new evidence revealed, uh, no mention of the panel's highly anticipated recommendations for who should be charged with state crimes. Those portions are likely to be released only after Fulton County District Attorney uh, Willis makes an indictment decision which could take weeks or longer. I listened to that conversation, uh, and it seemed to me that Trump believed if they did their homework, if they researched, they would find enough bad votes, illegally cast votes, for him to take Georgia. I suppose you could also interpret it as, go, you know, go create these uh bad votes, but I don't think that's what he was saying. Do you remember listening to the audio, Brian, of that conversation? I don't know. He was saying, look, this is all we need is X number of votes. You gotta, you know, you gotta go find them. I, I don't, I don't think he was trying to convince anybody in Georgia to break any laws. I think this whole thing is a whole bunch of nothing. Um, it, and what 
what I think the Democrats want to do is keep that threat of prosecution over his head. Here's what, ideally, this is what the Democrats will, will try to manipulate for the coming presidential election. They will hope that a lot of Republicans put their hat in the ring for the primary to run for president. Then they will continue to haul out threat of prosecution after threat of prosecution. What they would like is for him to win the nomination and then use those threats of prosecution to dissuade voters, independents in particular, from voting for him. Democrat, and I suppose Republicans would too. They 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 will try to manipulate your, you know, the mindset of the general public, not just inform them or here's why my ideas are better or worse, but they will use whatever tool they can find to, I would argue, dishonestly run for office. We've got our own Claire McCaskill here in Missouri who really set the tone for this kind of thing. Now, she's, she is the master manipulator. And she taught the Democrats a lesson. And the Democrats used it to their advantage in the last midterm election. Go out and support the candidate you think you can best beat. Run ads making him, you know, him or her seem like the ideal candidate. Tough, conservative. And then blast them out of the water when they win the nomination. So I, I don't think they're going to prosecute him. I don't think they're going to really prosecute him. They're going to hold back on that choice until the Republicans uh, have made up their mind on who their nominee is. If he, you know, and if he doesn't win the nomination... Well, I don't know then. Maybe, they, maybe then they, they do absolutely nothing. But they're going to keep that sort of Damocles hanging over his head throughout the election. They're going to encourage as many Republicans as they can to run. And that's their plan. Let's see how it, how it unfolds. Uh, Senator Fetterman is in Walter Reed Hospital with clinical depression. Good job, Pennsylvania. You have elected a guy who can't converse, who needs special equipment to even uh, have a conversation in the chamber, and who is so mentally screwed up that, you know, that he can't, he's not even going to be attending. He's going to be at Walter Reed because he is clinically depressed. You know, I wasn't a big Dr. Oz fan. I think they had better candidates available. But I think Oz would have been somewhat better than Fetterman. On the other hand, if he's in the hospital, Brian, he can't vote. That is true, yeah. Nope. I don't believe so. That would put him back at 50-50 until he returns. (sighs) Ah. All right, who does Mitt Romney think is going to win that nomination? I'll tell you next on the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show.
1035, glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you on a Froster Buns Friday. So we put up a meme on, uh, on Facebook, uh, and it's a Disney meme. Uh, and it shows, and I'm not sure if we're allowed to say this. Are we allowed to say the seven little dwarfs? Uh, I think so, yeah, for now. Yeah, and uh, they're all standing at the urinal looking up at who, Brian? Uh, Snow White. Yeah. Uh, so, and it's... Um, and Snow has to... Yeah, she's standing at the urinal, too. It too. says, welcome to the new Disney. Uh, and it's a funny piece uh, that'll probably get Brian banned from uh, Facebook for a couple of pages. May take a while, though. Yeah, They're sometimes. not slow on the... They're not very fast on the uptake. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, socialism meme took uh, a full year, maybe longer. It's like, yeah, wait a minute, uh, when did I post? That was two years ago. Yeah, it, it takes them a little while. Uh, anyway, so that, it, it, we get a response from uh, Eric Johnson. It says, question, who in the hell pays attention to the other people in the bathroom? I'm in there, so just my business. I have no need to look around. Well, Eric, I guarantee you, if you were standing there and what looked like, kind of like a woman walked in in a dress and stood next to you, you'd look. <laughs> Act like you're so, oh, I wouldn't look. I'm above it all. Thing. Yeah, no. But then Brian had a question that only, <laughs> only guys could answer. Suppose you're standing at the uh, at that uh, aforementioned porcelain receptacle, and a trans walks in to use the unit next to you. What would you do? That's a good question. I would probably not say anything. Oh, you'd scoff. I, I might. <laughs> I might. There might be some verbal sound like. Uh, Yes. All right, jeez. But it would definitely, the look on my face would definitely be that of disgust. But it it is a good question, and it's going to happen to you. My cousin's wife uh, went to lunch with her daughter, who, by the way, is way to the left of center. And uh, my cousin's wife went to the restroom and she scurried back out and said, there's a guy in there. So it's going to happen. You're going to go into a restroom as this stupidity uh, continues. And I'm curious, how are you going to respond to that? What will you do if that's what you encounter? Uh, FedEx requires men to scan the back of customers' driver's license in order to deliver alcohol. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Thank you, uh, James. But I, since I don't drink, not really an issue for me, but it could be for others. Uh, Kim says, we can thank Trump for Fetterman. Oz was Trump's choice. Interesting. So, you're standing, you're in the restroom... And I guess women can answer this, too, because uh, just like my cousin's wife, uh, it it could happen the other way around. You're in the restroom, and a tranny walks in and uses... They have uh, urinals in the female restrooms? They're going to have to. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. They're going to have to. They're going to have to remodel. Uh, That or the guys are going to... You know, I don't know. <laughs> there's 
There's so many ways this conversation could go south, you have no idea. <laughs> Bonnie, good morning. How are you? Good morning, I think. <laughs> Can I address the subject? You, here's I have what, been here's what, hey, Bonnie, do me a favor and turn the radio down in the background. I'll, turn the I'll, radio down. Okay, my husband's getting up to do that right now. Okay, He's that's doing good. doing that right now. That's good. I appreciate it because it comes back later and then it gets really confusing. Okay, go ahead. What's up? Okay, I've been trying to get your number for quite a while now because I want to address the porn and kid and children. Uh-huh. Okay, can I still address that, please? Sure, it's Froster Buns Friday. Any topic that's on your mind. Okay, well, you all brought up the topic, and I would like to address it. Porn is not appropriate for anybody. Adults... 75-year-olds, 40-year-olds, 20-year-olds. Okay, what you're giving, Bonnie, I'm going to interrupt you for just a second because what you're telling me is, in fact, it's opinion. I just want to set no, that straight. No, no, it's, it's God's law, sir. No, it's, it's opinion. It, yeah, well, what if somebody's an atheist, Bonnie? Then what? We are not addressing atheists right now. Well, you brought we up God. Por- we are addressing porn, sir. It's none of your and business. Bonnie, it's none of your business with the guy next door or the gal next door or the couple next door. Watch. It is God's business. It's you believe God's it's God's business. They don't. I know it is. I know it well, is, you, sir. Well, you think you know, and you believe it, and I believe you believe uh, it, Bonnie, but it's not your business what your neighbor watches. It is not my business... If he wants to do that, he can do that, but don't make it available for my son, my grandchildren, my great-grandchildren. The world is going to go to hell in a handbasket if we don't straighten up and grow up. I'm 73. My husband's 75. I'm a grandmother of adult children. That's good, Bonnie. All that is good, but it is up to you, your children... Uh, to because your grandmother, uh, it's up to you and your children to make sure your ki- those grandchildren don't get on the interwebs unescorted uh, and and uh, view that sort of thing. Well, let me ask you they this: uh, what city? They do, they do sir. May um, I please finish my, my opinion, as you call it? Since you don't believe in the Ten Commandments of the oh, Bible. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa! When did I say that? Well, apparently you don't want to defend it, and I do, sir, with all my heart and soul. And I will, till the day I die, I will defend what is God's law. God's law, not yours, not my next-door neighbor's law, but the man... Bonnie, tell me which commandment, tell me which commandment says you, that uh, um, adults can't look at porn. Which commandment is that? You know what? Do you know the Ten Commandments? Bonnie, you don't answer a question by asking a question. You answer oh, yes, a question. Oh, yes, I do. Well, I do no, you I don't. Do. Bonnie, tell me which, me. Tell me which commandment. Tell me you which commandment, Bonnie. Tell me which commandment forbids people from looking at that. Do you, it doesn't need to be spelled out. All right, Bonnie, that's, thank you for the call. I'm sorry. i got to move on. Look, I, I sympathize with her. And I understand what she wants. She wants 
children not to be exposed to it. But she doesn't want to be responsible for making sure that her children or grandchildren aren't exposed to it. And telling me it's God's law, well, you know, different, different people have different beliefs, and they don't see it that way. And when I asked her which commandment forbids it, she couldn't, she couldn't answer it. And she turned around and started asking me a question. Look, I would like to see kids not exposed to this. But it requires parental supervision. And a lot of it. You decided to have kids. You decided that you were going to procreate. Then you should be deciding where to live, what they eat, what they watch. Should they be able to get on the internet, watch television? That's, those are, you know, how do I educate them? Uh, that should be your job. Not anybody else's. And because it's your belief, that doesn't mean it's everybody's belief. So, Bonnie, I understand what your goal is. But we don't have the right to do the things you want to do to protect your grandchildren. That's what you're supposed to do. And your children are supposed to do. And I looked up uh, one of the Ten Commandments that she was talking about. It says, thou shalt not view porn on the internet. I don't... I don't it's I don't, the sixth one, yeah. This, uh, the, <laughs> the sixth one. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, let me get some phones in here. Chuck, good morning. How are you? Oh, I'm pretty good. Hey, you know what? I'm a Christian, too. And I know as a Christian, I try to be as Christ-like as possible. I believe that's the definition of Christian. So... Christ, uh, Jesus, God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, consider them all. If he's the creator, he created us all as free agents of choice. It was all about choice, not forcing anyone to follow him. It's a choice. So to be Christ-like, you have to account for everybody's uh, potential decisions in, in life and and not force them or create ways to force them to to be good people or or safe people or or whatever. We're just supposed to love one another. And I'll leave it at that. I just All think right. you need to go back to the basics. All right. Thank you, Chuck. Appreciate it. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. 874-9390 or 800-529-5572. It's a Froster Buns Friday. Uh, quick reminder, you get one call per day. Um, you can also go to GaryNolan.com, send me a message, that'll pop up in studio. No cookies, no enrolling, no nothing. Just send a message. Gary Nolan Zimmer, Radio Network. Oh, Lord, it is, uh, <laughs> it's 10.51. Uh, let me see if we get some of these uh, messages in here. Uh, uh, let's see. Alan says, Gary, I'm a deist. They, deist believes in God, but doesn't rely on the Bible, uh, just sort of uses logic, I guess. Uh, I don't give a tinker's damn about anything in any Bible. I don't want her beliefs to rule my life. This is religious progressivism. It's one of the great failures and problems with religion. Uh, let's see. Carol says, well, 
uh, Gary, while at a restaurant in Columbia, I went into a restroom. I thought it was the women's. No one was in there, and I noticed a urinal. But went ahead and used the facility there. A man came in while washing, uh, while I was washing my hands. What to do? I said to him, "This reminds me of when I was in Paris," <laughs> and, and left, uh, and laughed. Uh, let's see. I totally agree with you, Gary, on this porn subject matter. I understand that perhaps uh, agree with Bonnie, but I feel like she would be happy to use the state to impose her value system. Maybe I'm assuming if you have to legislate uh, good morality uh, or impose God or morality, then your God is not very powerful. And you've most likely not, uh, uh, you're not very moral. Good ideas don't require force. Good luck to Bonnie, though. She sounds pretty bitter. Well, I think, uh, look, I, I'm, I'm not going to berate Bonnie because I think Bonnie really does care. She has a very strong belief system and wants to protect her grandchildren, much as she probably wanted to protect her children. The problem here is she wants to impose government force to do the things that she should be doing, that her children should be doing for her grandchildren. And, and, that's, and that's the rub. And she's doing it based on her religious belief. But not everybody shares that religious belief. And she couldn't even point to a commandment that dealt with this. I don't know. Uh, what is this? Do not covet your neighbor's wife or anything else, says Jay. But that's not coveting. Uh, that, I guess, would be voyeurism, but it wouldn't be coveting. It is for many couples who have been married for a long time, uh, something that, you know, keeps their life exciting. Uh, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to pass judgment on them. They, they get to do what they want. They're adults. 874-9390, toll free, 800-529-5572. I don't think the government should impose those rules. Uh, Terry, good morning. How are you? Hey, good. Uh, yeah, so I I agree uh, with you about the government imposing those rules, and I was going to mention uh, the Ten Commandments or uh, the Tenth Commandment to uh, not covet, and that 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 is true. That uh, it says do not covet uh, because coveting leads to the other. Uh, usually uh, leads to you know murder or adultery or those kinds of things. So if you're looking at another man's wife and desiring them as yours, then, then that's coveting. Yeah, but that's, uh, not, lead to, but, but that's not what that's, these people are doing. Couples that are watching uh, that aren't coveting. You, you, they're voyeurs. Uh, they're well, they're voyeurs, but they're desiring, they're getting dopamine hit uh, by watching someone else's uh, boyfriend or spouse or whoever it is out there having sex with other people. So... That's, that's coveting. I, mean, I don't think that's desiring. coveting. I, I think coveting is if I desire your wife, I'm coveting. If my wife and I are watching something uh, to uh, get the juices flowing, if you will, uh, that doesn't mean we're coveting. It means we're voyeurs, and it's exciting, and it drives us together. And, uh, you know, if you want to be strictly biblical about this, what does God want? He wants us to be together. 
Uh, it, and, and that's an interesting perspective. Um, but then that that's neither here nor there also for Christians today because uh, when Jesus came, that kind of wrote out the old law. And so it's about love and, and, and loving one another. So I could kind of see where you're coming from there. Uh, but, but pornography is a whole other subject uh, because it deals with addiction and things and, and going back to what I was just saying about the dopamine hit. Yeah, but then, uh, it can get but out of it can get out of control. But uh, it's but quickly, so can drinking so. alcohol, and we don't want to ban right. alcohol, right? So I, yeah, my point, I agree completely with you there. So my point here was, it's not the government's business; it's your right. business as a parent. I agree completely. All right, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, oh man, I am falling way behind. Uh, I agree with you that the government shouldn't try to regulate morality, but just for the tally books what tally books uh i'd say the commandment do not covet thy neighbor's wife would be applicable you're watching porn it doesn't mean that you're coveting somebody it's just stimulation i think is the suppose uh, you're not married it's still stimulation it's your imagination it's stimulation it's not it's not that you necessarily want that person. So I don't think it's coveting. I don't know. I guess it's uh, subject to uh, interpretation. Uh, the sixth commandment, thou shalt not commit adultery, is the one that covers porn. No, it doesn't. Uh, that and uh, God aside, uh, porn destroys relationship. It isn't adultery. If you and your spouse are watching this for stimulation then it's not adultery. And especially if you both agree to it. Yeah. So I, I'm not buying that either. Uh, thou shalt not cover thy neighbor's wife is the commandment. Uh, we already just addressed that one. Uh, Gary, you owe Bonnie an apology. There are hills to die on, and this was not one of them. You were rude to an older woman who was expressing her beliefs. And you attacked her and wouldn't allow her to complete her thoughts. Linda, I stopped her every time she was wrong. That's, that's my job. And I wasn't rude to her, any more rude than she was. She was trying to talk over me, remember? No apology coming for that. Uh, Joyce, uh, I'm a female genetically and plan to stay that way. A few years ago, when I entered a lady's room at work, there was a male washing his hands at the sink. I went ahead and uh, took care of business due to necessity, but it was a shock to see him there. I'll bet it was. All right, callers, hang on. We'll come up with you in just a few on the Gary Nolan Show Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show.